The opinions and viewpoints expressed in .NET Rocks are not necessarily those of its sponsors or of Microsoft Corporation, its partners, or employees. .NET Rocks is a production of Franklin's Net, which is solely responsible for its content. Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter. Hey Rockheads, touch your gooey some other time. It's time for another stellar episode of .NET Rocks, the internet audio talk show for .NET developers with Carl Franklin and Richard Campbell. This is Lawrence Ryan announcing show number 399 with guests Erwin Kwan, Olaf Nesson, Mufi Gadiali, and Matt Whitlock, recorded live Monday, November 24th, 2008. .NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter. And now offering SharePoint 2007 video training with Sahil Malik on DVD, DNR TV style. Order your copy now at www.franklins.net. Support is also provided by Telerik, combining the best in Windows forms and ASP.NET controls with first-class customer service. Online at www.telerik.com. And by Code Magazine, the leading independent magazine for .NET developers. Online at www.code-magazine.com. And now, the man who just spent five days in a deep turkey coma, Carl Franklin. Thank you, thank you very much, and welcome back to .NET Rocks. Carl Franklin, I am a dev teach in Montreal. Richard has not arrived yet. It's uh, Monday night. They've been doing pre-cons here, and I've been having a lot of fun. Short and sweet and to the point today. Let's just get to our interview with the guys from Hewlett-Packard all about the new TouchSmart and the API that they opened up. So, Richard, our guests today are from Hewlett-Packard, and they're going to be talking about the TouchSmart PC and the new API that they're just opening up to developers uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about themselves. But we have Erwin Kwan. Hi, Erwin. Hi. Tell us about yourself briefly. Uh, so my name is Erwin Kwan. I am a product marketing manager here at HP uh, on the TouchSmart PC. Uh, and here I have, uh, along with me, uh, some other folks from HP as well that uh, work on the TouchSmart PC. Okay. Olaf, are you there? I'm here. My name is Olaf Nissen. I am a uh, developer on the TouchSmart software. I've worked here for... Um, good seven years, and on the TouchSmart team for about two or three years. Okay, and Mufi Gadiali. Yes, Mufi Gadiali. I'm. Uh, I run marketing for uh, for HP's uh, software uh, offerings, and my team is specifically responsible for the the TouchSmart software. TouchSmart software. Okay, and also lurking is Matt Whitlock. Hi, Matt. Hi. How are you guys? I'm I'm well. How are you? And introduce yourself to us. Sure, yeah, sure. My name is uh, Matt Whitlock, uh, and I'm from a company called C- Capable Networks, and uh, I manage the uh, TouchSmartCommunity.com website, which is uh, a new site for um, TouchSmart developers and consumers. All right, so we got to start with the description of the TouchSmart PC. 
and the lap, the whole line. So t- somebody tell us what it's all about. Uh, this is Mufi, and, and I can give you a quick rundown on the TouchMart. So the TouchMart PC was uh, the second generation product was launched uh, middle of this year, around June, and it was a complete redesign. Basically, what it is is an all-in-one desktop computer that has uh, a stylish, sleek design with a unique touchscreen interface. Um, the beauty of the computer is it's it's a it's a simple design with uh, um, a wireless keyboard and built-in wireless Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, and so it's a w- one cable setup. And the touchscreen and the HP TouchMart software really make it unique in terms of the way we brought a whole new experience to our customers. So when I think of this, I think of of course the of the iPhone and the Microsoft Surface two different size factors, but certainly the whole idea of touching the PC. And different from the tablet PC because you can actually use your fingers on this. But you guys, the difference, I suppose, is you're using, uh, you have two multi-touch points, right? Whereas, like, the Surface has many. Right, we go up to two. But we find that's that's really the most everybody uses when you're just talking about regular applications. There are specialty applications that require more, but you, you, is that what your research found as well? Yeah, I mean, so this is actually a, our second generation product. So we, we launched uh, our first generation TouchMart uh, a couple of years ago, and we, we've got a lot of customer feedback that tells us how customers are using this product. And really, when we, you know, when you talk about multi-touch or single-touch, it really comes down to the application and what benefit that brings to the consumer, and then sometimes multi-touch may actually play some interesting roles. But yeah, more often than not, uh, we the our design center is not about you know how many touches, but about how do we make the customer experience more fun and more engaging. For me, the fundamental UI here when we get into multi-touch is that whole picture shorter behavior that I can drag a photo in, I can rotate it with two fingers, make it bigger and smaller, and then put it somewhere else. Is, is that sort of the core UI piece to to at least two touch? Uh, so that's that's a very good example, and there there will be a lot more. Um, one of the things that uh, that we are doing with the TouchMart uh, application suite is we are evolving these applications, and uh, we have a bunch of uh, new features coming out um, that enable you know a, a lot more of these capabilities. Additionally, the thing that we have done with our software development guidelines is open it up to uh, to any uh, independent developer who wants to use his or her creativity and ingenuity to, to create applications that take advantage of, uh, of what we've built here. So tell me what you have specifically for the .NET developer. Um, let's see. Our, our, actually, our, our development guidelines do not really specifically focus on .NET developers. Um, we have a general guidelines um, that people can follow um, talk about how should you build your UI. Um, you know, talk about sizing of controls to make them easy to touch, um, layouts and things like that. And the nice thing about our development guidelines is, and about our software architecture is that you can actually write a program in any technology you'd like, as long as it's Windows, and you follow our guidelines. It it will work within this environment. Oh, okay. So we don't really have an SDK to do anything specific for multi-touch. What you have is guidelines to make your any Windows applications uh, more usable for touch developers. So you can really use any Windows app 
with with touch. Is that what you're saying? Well, so we 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 have we have specific uh, multi-touch um, uh, interfaces as well because we we don't have that in in Vista right now. There there's nothing multi-touch in there. Right. So what we actually had to go do was create. Um, a special interface uh, for the multi-touch, which is kind of similar to how Windows 7 is going to do it. Sure. So basically what we have is we have registered window messages that an application can sign up for, and then whenever there's a multi-touch event happening, uh, that will be sent to the application by our shell. Okay. So for, you know, for the .NET developer, I guess, is used to having an event when a mouse is clicked. You don't you don't have an, uh, a synchronous mouse experience now or input experience. You must have uh, the the you know some sort of some sort of API. And is is your API a native Windows DLL kind of construct that we would? It's, then... it's actually a little bit higher than that. It's, okay. it's, it's the the interface boundary is actually at the window level. So if you have a if you have an application. Um, you just need to tell us uh, what the program name is, and we'll start the program up, and then we'll we'll find the window handle for it, and that's all we need. And then what we do is, if there's dual touch happening, we'll pass that in as uh, registered messages. So if your application has signed up to, to receive those registered messages, then you'll get the, the multi-touch events. And otherwise, it's standard Windows programming um, things like... Okay. WPF certainly no problem. Mouse input. So what we're going to need at the minimum is some sort of P invoke wrapper in .NET. Do you guys provide that? We haven't done that yet. No. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that necessarily be a P invoke. This is just intercepting Windows messages. So. Sure, but uh, ultimately you have to have something that's going to use P invoke to the Windows API to to handle those messages and to send them right. back. Right. So for the for the registered message to sign up for that. You need a P invoke call. That's sure. correct. So yeah. that's like three or four lines of code that you need um, to make those P invokes. Right. And then from there on, you can you can hook the for WPF. You can hook the WinProc, and you can get the messages through that, and then react to them. Very cool. And and, and it's just a the a new message essentially that you've received two touches, and they're doing this. Right. And we have a bunch of we we have a bunch of other things as well. Um, uh, so in order to to fit in with our um, UI theme, if you will. I mean, we, we're bringing out a version of TouchSmart, uh, the shell application that has a capability of um, putting in a background image. And so we have some other mechanisms to communicate that background image, for example, to the what we call hosted applications. Okay, and, and hosted applications meaning apps that respond to the whole smart top, touch behavior. Right. So we, we've, uh, in our development guidelines, we call um, our TouchSmart application, um, basically a hosting environment, and then all the little tiles that show up within that environment, we call those hosted applications. Okay. So uh, what's the resolution like when we talk about touch? Do you think the big machine is the screen's a 25-inch widescreen? 25 and a half. And so is that actually like a 1920 by 1200 resolution screen? I believe so. And how? What's the touch resolution like on that? That I'm actually not quite sure about right now. But I, I mean, imagine I can't actually draw down to the single pixel with my fingers. I'm just not that dexterous. 
Well, first of all, your finger is not that small. That's true. Right? Uh, so you're going to have trouble hitting one pixel. But no, uh, the technology uses infrared cameras, uh, two infrared cameras sitting up in the top left and right corner. And they have some, some linear resolution, which I'm not familiar with. But you're right. It's not going to be um, 1900 by 1200 or anything like that. But it, it's pretty interesting that, I mean, you've managed to do, like the Surface guys, the thing's a table. Yeah. So here you are with a flat screen PC all in one, and you're still getting uh, the ability to track a couple of touches. It's yeah. Pretty cool. Well, it's um, two infrared cameras and then some reflective tape or reflective material around the edges. And that's all it takes, really. Uh, but I guess I, that's why it's only two, because there's got to be points where certain angles you can only see one of the fingers. Like, that's got to be tricky to, to sort of interpolate all that. Yeah, sometimes you'll have, uh, if you if you put your fingers just right on the screen, one finger is going to be in the shadow of the other one. Right. And then it's not going to be able to see it. Yeah. So uh, imagine that you have some pretty spectacular demos that you do with this thing as you travel around the world showing this thing off. What are some of those like? Um, so I, I think, well, uh, the so I, I've been demoing the TouchSmart for about six months now. And uh, I'm just thinking back in terms of what are the key things that blow people away. And and I think the first thing is just that the, the screen is touchable. I mean, for most people, it's it's just a wow right there when you can actually touch the screen and move these tiles around. So we've done a lot of work around uh, inertia and and making the the UI very fluid. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 just a whole lot of fun to you know zip through applications on 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 the uh, the UI, as well as when you get into uh, like my favorite is the, the music application. Yeah. Um, where you can simply just drag and drop uh, songs into a playlist, and uh, it's it's just so much more fun to manage music uh, by touching the screen as opposed to, you know, looking at any other application where, I mean, most applications present music in a spreadsheet-like manner, right? Mm, yeah, right. And when, when you step back and, and, and just look at how fun we made it. So we have this, uh, for instance, in music and, and, in fact, most of our other apps, we have this thing called FanView where uh, it's, a, it's a, a touching the bottom right of the screen presents... Uh, the cover art, and it it basically you know follows your finger pretty dynamically, and it's just a fun, engaging way to to browse music. Ah. So, uh, what's what's been interesting for me personally is been, and I've been in this business for for a long time. Um, whenever we start talking about and demoing the UI, the discussion quickly shifts from speeds and feeds and processors and hard drives to, oh wow, this is so cool, and I don't really care. <laughs> What's running underneath? Yeah, I love the the UI and the way we change things. But there, I mean, there are some core things running under here. This is obviously Vista because it seems like it's totally WPF centric. It is. So the uh, the shell, what we call the hosting environment, uh, that was written all in WPF, um, combining actually WPF and uh, the desktop window manager in Vista. And am I reading this correctly? This is the sixty four bit version of Vista too. It's the yeah. best one. Yeah. Awesome. I, I mean, it's just nice to see a, a home machine specked out with 64-bit. Nice. They should all be 64-bit. They should it's be. it's got four but gigabytes of memory. That's that's why. Well, at least, <laughs> really. Can we go more? 
Yeah. Uh, yes. So, so the plan is to um, offer newer versions of the TouchSmart, and you know we can can't get into specifics, but uh, you know we'll be offering a, a new lineup um, with upgraded uh, capabilities uh, next year. So I believe the current motherboard chipset only supports up to four gigs. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's and that's fair. Yep. Sure. You know, it's just that that's the way things go now. When I think about touching a screen, I just want—I'm I'm still working through the fundamentals here. How bad are the fingerprints? <laughs> yeah, do we have a daily washing scheduled? So this is, you know, the, yeah, this is a question that we get pretty often, and um, the because it's a glossy screen, uh, fingerprints do show up, but then uh, it's—it's not as bad as you can imagine because uh, really, you know, we've seen a very transactional use for the touchscreen in the sense. You walk up and, and you do a few things and you walk away as opposed to sitting down and you know, reading email or, or, or word processing for a long period of time. Right. Plus, the, 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 the screen technology that we have um, is it, it uses a, a pretty robust mechanical uh, and electrical uh, configuration, which, uh, which makes it very easy to clean. So all you need is uh, any glass cleaner like Windex, you know, spray it on a, on a napkin and, and wipe the screen clean. So it's... From that standpoint, it's it's pretty low maintenance. So, and you get the sense that this is really appliance like that you're you're not doing the traditional PC with all its bits and pieces. You've you've minimized the number of parts as much as possible. Yes, that is correct. So, are we headed towards? You know, I, I, of course, I've been immersed in the Surface thing lately, and, and and we've done a number of shows on Surface where we're talking about this sort of new paradigm of apps, and they were very keen on the fact that the the Surface was horizontal; it was for multiple people simultaneously. Right. Where this is at the normal orientation of a desktop machine, but you don't necessarily think about using this for regular desktop tasks. Well, it's different, Richard, than the the Surface is. The Surface has cameras underneath that recognize tags and things that you put on the table. And these guys don't do that, so there's absolutely no need to, uh, you know, to have it horizontal. But I suppose you could, right? I mean, you could, if you really wanted to have an application that had a horizontal orientation, you could put the monitor down on a table, couldn't you? Well, with the current TouchSmart, we don't recommend that you put it horizontally. Um, hmm. it, it wasn't designed for that, and and uh, we have... Um, Thermal issues, let's put it like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, but as part of the design, it actually does tilt to about forty-five degrees, and it's you know by simply just pushing the uh, the screen on the top, you can tilt it back. Right. Okay. And that actually makes it very convenient to to use it on a sort of a um, like, like a drafting uh, table angle. Yeah. 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 And it's just interesting to think about this because, like you said, it is not a regular desktop. There's not a machine you want to spend your whole time on the keyboard on writing word documents. So the tasks well, are, are a little to. different. Yeah. So I mean, what sort of user scenarios were you thinking about with this uh, product? Like what's the what's the usual person going to use this for? So we, like I said, we've, we've spent a lot of time thinking about this uh, and also getting a, a lot of feedback from our customers uh, since we're in the second generation. And what it comes down to is uh, we describe it as the, the quote-unquote walk-up mode. And the idea is uh, you want to walk up and do quick transactional things um, like, uh, you know, select uh, an album, create a playlist and play music or walk up, start a slideshow and let the slideshow run or check weather, um, 
clock information, you know, quick glance at information. Uh, what's interesting is we, we did a, uh, some user testing prior to the launch of the product, and what came out uh, of the, the testing was that uh, our, the consumers who, who wanted to buy this product saw two modes where one was, uh, you know, I'm going to use it as a traditional desktop to replace uh, my existing notebook right. or, or, or two-piece tower computer. But they also saw uh, a use scenario where, you know, I've got friends over and I want to turn this machine into a, a really fancy electronic jukebox. And so, you know, friends can come over, they can play, create their own playlist, but I'll stay within the TouchSmart interface. So we're seeing a lot more of that. And uh, we've, we've got, uh, we, we actually do an ongoing uh, customer research where we kind of find out how use patterns are changing. And what we've seen, and this surprised us a whole lot, is uh, the dramatic uh, amount of time that's spent in the TouchSmart UI relative to the, the traditional desktop. So, I mean, I can't share specific numbers, but it's twice as, as high as what we had kind of originally estimated. Hi, this is Carl with a message from Telerik, without which this show would not be possible. I'm sure by now you must have heard a lot about Microsoft's new ASP.NET MVC framework, Model View Controller Framework, and you probably know its key benefits like testability, intuitive URLs, and that kind of stuff, but how can you apply this in your real-world applications today? Where do you start? Well, how about starting with the same user interface components that you already use every day? So the guys at Telerik have announced that their RAD Control Suite for ASP.NET AJAX now works with Microsoft MVC. Boom, just like that. So as usual, Telerik was the first vendor to adopt the new framework and add component support for MVC, something many believed was impossible. Check it out online at Telerik.com. That's T-E-L-E-R-I-K.com. Check out the demos featured on Telerik blogs. And hey, don't forget to thank them for supporting .NET Rocks. So, Matt, I want to talk to you for a minute about TouchSmartCommunity.com. Sure. So this is a, a website that you did for HP all about the TouchSmart. Is that right? Sort of a portal? Yeah, this is a, uh, this is a new uh, community website that, uh, that our company put together. And uh, Capable Networks is, uh, is who I work for. And we, we have lots of uh, user communities um, based on all kinds of different products that are, that are very popular in the marketplace so that we see a lot of potential behind to be great um, community-type products. So, for example, we, we also run a community called uh, Sling Community, which is all about the Sling Box and Sling Media's products. And we have one uh, for the Media Smart Server, which is another HP product, which is very, very popular and very cool. Um, and what we, what we see on the TouchSmart is, uh, is just a really unique, innovative product that, that is something that really the whole family can use. And uh, I was listening to you guys talk about use cases, and I was thinking about my own use case for the TouchSmart that I have, and uh, it's, it's pretty new here, but I found that it, it, it really works as, uh, on all different kinds of levels for a lot of neat things. But we, we currently right now have it in our kitchen, and uh, it's, it's something that my wife uh, just loves because she can just kind of walk up quickly and, and check stuff, and she just kind of you know pounds on the screen a little bit, and it works out great. And uh, it, it's also serving as a dual purpose in the kitchen to, to be a TV. And all kinds of cool stuff. So it works out really well, really well there. You know, that's um, exactly the scenario I'm looking at for my place for this machine is, is in the kitchen as a tele, the, the bridge between a television and a PC. Oh, and it works, it works awesome for that too. I mean, it really is, uh, really is neat. And uh, I'm excited about getting a lot of the third party stuff going on 
because uh, there's just no end to the creative things you can, when you really start thinking about it, of all the cool touch-type applications from little games to, to music managers to photo stuff to, I mean, all, it's really mind-boggling how, how cool multi-touch uh, technology can be. Well, once and, we're and in the was, kitchen scenario, sorry, now all of a sudden the whole recipe book thing makes sense again. Sure. Absolutely. I can't wait until there's a recipe uh, manager. <laughs> That's something that my wife asked for, too. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. well, because it, it, it used to be we had these silly apps, but the PC was never in the kitchen. Well, now you just got to keep that ball of Windex nearby because, you know, you're in the kitchen after all. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck is Sansa? San, oh, Sansa. Sansa. Sansa is a... Uh, is a uh, MP3, popular MP3 player live from Sandisk. Okay, because you have a, a link to the Sansa community, and I didn't quite know what that was. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually I think the third best selling uh, MP3 player line. It, it gets overlooked, but they're really neat little players. Interesting. Okay, so it's a handheld MP3 player, not a not a piece of software. Correct. All right. Correct. We we typically do our our. Uh, our communities around uh, popular consumer electronic products, so hardware and that kind of thing, and oh, a lot of it entails software. I get it. So that's something not related to the TouchSmart community. That's something totally different. Correct. It's just Correct. another one of your community sites. I get exactly. It. Okay. So how is the community site going? Are we getting a lot of developer traction here? So far, the uh, since we put the guidelines out uh, for download, it's uh, it's being downloaded like crazy, which means that there's a lot of interest into this. And when you when you look at like what Microsoft has been talking about lately with Windows um, Seven, with all that, it's going to kind of really bring on the whole touch you know touching revolution in computers that we you know we hope it will. Uh, there's a lot of interest in kind of people wrapping their minds around creating touch centric applications, uh, and that was kind of the whole the whole goal behind putting together the TouchSmart community as a place where developers uh, and consumers who are really getting on board with this touch thing can, can come and talk and share ideas and experience. And, um, and where developers, we have um, specific developer forums on the site can kind of work together to hammer out ideas and share their, their experiences and tips with each other. And then have a, have a central place for developers to upload and share their, their uh, touch bar creations uh and get it right into the hands of the people who are going to be using it. So now I got to ask, what are some of those touch smart creations that have been uploaded? Well, we've we've gotten uh, we've got a there's three that have been currently uploaded so far, and this is a pretty new a pretty new initiative. So I'm sure it takes a little bit of time to to create apps and port apps. But we've gotten uh, we've gotten one which was a kind of unique, uh, very kitchen focused um, application called uh, the Egg Timer. And uh, it, it's pretty simple. It's just a little application that, that that you start up, and it's a small egg timer that's on your screen, and you use your finger and you twist the timer, and when it, when you know when it goes off, it dings. And who who couldn't use another timer in their kitchen, right? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> so um, so cool. we have that one, and uh, we have uh, uh, another another one. Um, there's a everyone. Do you remember the other ones that are on there? There's a, the Solero Music Viewer, and then I think there's KeepSync that's on there too now. Sure. So the other two that are on there, one is uh, KeepSync, which is a syncing application which allows you to sync documents between your TouchSmart um, and other computers or laptops uh, on your network, um, so that you can sync your media files, whether that's photos, music, uh, videos, and, and keep them up to date across uh, all computers on your network and not just on your TouchSmart. Um, and the second application is called Solero Music Viewer, uh, which is a viewer for digital music sheets. 
uh, sheet music um, and basically allows you to uh, view music sheets and download music sheets onto your TouchSmart um, and, and basically use it as a uh, uh, sheet music uh, viewer. So you can you know play your instruments and it can automatically turn pages for you or you could use huh. the touch interface and, and change pages. So it's kind of like put it on the piano and use it that yeah, way. Sure. Well, if you wanted to put uh, an expensive piece of electronic on your piano, yes. Uh, but, you know, if you play guitar or flute, uh, something that's easy to do uh, in front of a touch smart. So Who do we know that plays a guitar? Well, I'm interested now. Does the, does the player use MIDI so you can play uh, the, the music through a MIDI inter- interface? Um, I am not sure if, it, if you can actually... Uh, play the music. Uh, it's mainly to display the sheet music so that you can play along. Uh, so I don't believe there are music tracks that come along with it, um, but uh, I'm sub- not positive. Is that using that Sibelius uh, viewer? I'm not, I can't remember what it's called. Something like uh, Fuego or Fire or something. I can't remember. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. Actually. Well, I'll take a, lo- I'll take a look and, and find out because that's very interesting sure. to me personally. <laughs> Oh, he is the musician of the group here. Great. Yeah, there's, just, there's a whole bunch of different opportunities here jumping out for uh, apps you want to build, like stuff you'd like to see. Uh, what about things like web surfing? Can you do that with the touch interface? Yeah, so we have a, uh, a browser. We call it the, the TouchMart uh, browser, which uh, uh, basically uh let you surf websites within uh, the TouchSmart UI so you don't have to go back to Vista and, and launch another browser. And I believe we will update the browser with a bunch of new features shortly. And what's the difference between it and, say, IE? Sorry? Internet Explorer, you mean? Yes. Um, well, so it doesn't surface, but um, sorry to say that. Um, <laughs> it uh, It is used under the covers. Okay, so I mean, it's really a, it's an IE. You've got a shell over top of IE for this, right? So I mean, what do you, what are you doing differently? You're just making the buttons bigger so they they fit for, with fingers. That's one of the things. Uh, the other is we make it easier to scroll. Um, right. We have a two finger panning gesture you can use inside of it. Nice. Um, cool. And we have a way to manage uh, pop ups that in the updated version is is going to be pretty nice. All right, so yeah, just sort of those features that make it more finger friendly. Yes, sure, and and also uh, one of the things that uh, Touch Smart Community has done, they've made a, a touch friendly uh, landing page actually that you know has larger buttons and uh, makes it easier to, to view within Touch within a Touch Smart browser. Wow. Yeah, I'm thinking about the integrating this. Well, it, it's got Media Center in it, right? Yeah, it, it comes with uh, Vista Home Premium, which contains Windows Media Center. So that's where the, the sort of TV playing and, and uh, PVR stuff's going to sort of fall out of that naturally, picture viewing and, and so on. You just created a touch interface around all of it? So the TV, uh, the TV viewing would be done through Media Center. Okay. Uh, but for the rest of the media, music, photo, video, uh, we have uh, TouchSmart-specific apps. Right. Stuff that that works more more effectively, and I mean, you do do the sort of classic picture sorting thing that we've seen with other multi-touch apps, I imagine. Um, no, not yet. Okay. And I'm, I'm I'm not exactly sure what you mean by the picture sorting thing, but right now it's yeah, it's more of a consumption application as opposed to a, a create or or share. Right. Uh, I mean, we've and we've almost entirely been talking about the desktop version, but isn't there a notebook as well? 
That's correct. So our TouchMart notebooks uh, were recently announced, and they they have uh, some select applications uh, that run on the notebook with multi-touch capabilities. So uh, you know things like uh, uh, rotate using multi-touch, um, zooming, basic multi-touch capabilities. Okay. That, that is that a new product? This uh, uh, TouchSmart uh, laptop. Yeah, that. That's a new product was announced, uh, I guess, last week. Now, uh, unfortunately, we're part of the the desktop uh, PC team at HP, so I don't know a whole lot of details. Uh, ah, this is not your machine. <laughs> By the way, guys, I just went to the website and looked at the Solero Music Viewer TS, and it does have a MIDI capability. So, in my case, I've got a MIDI interface connected to my baby grand piano, so I could put this on the piano and have it scroll and play the notes on, you know, and my notes will go up and down. How cool... You're, you're, the keys would actually go up and down. The keys would actually go up and down. How cool is that? that, that that's awesome. And, and uh, an unintended effect uh, for this application. We, we're, we love discovering new things, so uh, it looks like developers are, are thinking of new ways to uh, use a touch smart. That's awesome. That is far out. I, you know, well, it's a long way from the kitchen application. Um, I think... <laughs> I think I'm going to be ordering one of these, Richard. <laughs> you think so, huh? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, Matt, didn't you have a call out along these lines? Isn't there a promotion going on? Uh, there is. Uh, right now, uh, if you if you go to the site and you uh, and you create a free account, Touchmark Community is free to use. So you just create your community account, which will also let you talk in the forums and, and all kinds of stuff like that. You can uh, you can fire off uh, a private message and. Uh, and we'll send you a uh, coupon code for 15% off a TouchSmart PC uh, from the HP store uh, right right to you. Uh, those are kind of on a first-come, first-served basis. So uh, if you are looking to get a TouchSmart, so uh, Richard, and if, if you were looking to get one of these things, uh, that's, that's a way to get uh, 15% off. Uh, and and right your now. real motivation here is to get more developers working on TouchSmart. That is, that is the goal, yeah. Is TouchSmart a good development machine? Good machine for developers. Um, yeah, absolutely. If you look at the screen size, it, it's got a nice big screen. It comes obviously with the uh, Windows Presentation Foundation framework pre-installed on it because we're using it. So, might be a little faster to install Visual Studio on there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's a great developer machine. In fact, uh, we use it internally for for development all the time. Cool. Interesting. You know, because, of course, Carl and I's pet project, we like yeah. dedicated developer machines. And, and for me, the configuration is different than virtually any machine you can buy off the shelf. I think that devs want even more screen space. Yeah. Now, I mean, my particular rig is, is 4960 by 1600 because you just can't have too much screen space. But not necessarily like gaming speed, you know, overclocking, that kind of stuff. You don't necessarily need all that. No. But you do need the real estate, and you need the 64-bit and at least 4 gigs of RAM because you're going to be running a lot of big applications. You want to also have enough RAM to be able to run virtual machines because you're going to be doing a lot of that kind of stuff. So fast hard drives, you know, where, you, where you've got your virtual machines on, on secondary hard drives and that kind of thing. Yep, and it's got the USB extensibility for that, so you can go crazy. Yeah, I could see that in a development space, maybe it's, well, it's interesting. This machine in general seems like a second machine. 
It's not that it's that it's a number two in your stack, but that it's, you may already have a dedicated development machine. But if you're really going to develop on TouchSmart, you're going to use this one as well. But it's also like the kitchen scenario, the media yeah. center scenario. You probably have another desktop or laptop somewhere in your life. And then you also have this for somewhat more specialized tasks. Yeah, I think so. Not a bad thing. I think the norm today is the network at home. Mm-hmm. So, Olaf, what's the impact Windows 7 going to have going to have on all of this? Because obviously, if Microsoft's going to incorporate multi-touch into the OS, uh, that sort of gets you off the hook for it, right? In a way, it does. Um, one thing we were very surprised about at uh, PDC this year was that Microsoft had so many touch smarts uh, incorporated in both their keynote and um, in their booths and, and um, for hands-on labs. And they were really, um, really keen on showing off uh, their Windows 7 multi-touch capabilities with the TouchSmart. They were pretty excited about that. And uh, you're right, we're, we're going to be somewhat off the hook for the, the touch capabilities um, for Windows 7. We're, of course, we're going to make sure that we, we have our software working well with Windows 7 when it comes out. And um, it'll be all the better for it, I think. Yeah, it's an interesting problem, of course. You've already developed this library. I, have, have, have you been experimenting with Windows 7? Does Windows 7, you know, we have like the PDC, they gave us bits. Yeah, not Can very we, good, though. You think we could run those bits on a touch smart? Has anybody tried that that you know of? Uh, yeah, you can, you can do that. It's not a problem. And you can even get the uh, multi-touch drivers from, um, from our um, technology partner that developed the touchscreen. Awesome. So, you, I mean, that looks like... You're currently sitting on the test platform for multi-touch on, on Windows 7, then? You can say that, yes. Uh, I can say that. You may not be allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> no comments. <laughs> it's fun to be the third-party guy, let me tell you. Yeah. Well, this this sounds uh, this sounds like great stuff. And I did see them at uh, PDC, and I, and I thought they were fantastic. We um we really got to get one of these, Richard. I'm totally with you, man. I, I, mean, I was already plotting for it to be my... It's actually my wife brought it to me and said, I think I want one of these in the kitchen. I'm like, oh, yeah, you want one of those. And certainly <laughs> anything that we can do to help the uh, .NET developers get started with this, uh, you know, even if it's making a simple control to wrap up all the p-invoke junk, um, even if it's simple, a few lines of code, is probably a good thing. So we'll uh, we'll take a look at that. And anything else that you guys uh, can think about in terms of uh, value for .NET developers or, or any other shout-outs you want to talk about before we get off? Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to uh, point out that uh, to help get uh, developers kind of thinking about multi-touch and, uh, and getting going on, on, on doing some applications, we, uh, we're currently running a, a, another promotion, a, a bigger promotion, on the TouchSmart community right now where uh, any any developer who takes maybe an existing application or who wants to think outside of the box and kind of create something new, but uh, even, a, even a port or something that they've already done to make it a little bit more touch-friendly uh, would be great. But anybody who uh, uploads an application to uh, the TouchSmart community by uh, December 19th will, uh, will be entered uh, to win in our, what we're calling our TouchSmart Application Development Contest. And... Uh, there's a couple different prize packages, but the grand prize winner uh, will win a 25.5-inch uh, TouchSmart PC. That's the, the big one, uh, uh, including a trip to the 2009 uh, Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, where they'll awesome. be able to show off their application uh, in the HP booth on a TouchSmart PC. Uh, and 
they'll also get a, uh, a month of uh, prominent promotion for their application on the TouchSmart community website. Awesome. So let's be, let me get this right. If I've got nerve and move quickly, I can get 15% off my TouchSmart machine through the first promotion, build an app for you, get it into that, upload it to the site, and then I can be at CES. Now, obviously, you don't have to have a TouchSmart in order to build a TouchSmart app or this contest wouldn't make sense, right? Correct. So you just have to develop according to the guidelines. You obviously won't be able to test multi-input, uh, multi-touch, without a TouchSmart. Right again. Yep. And the prize is a TouchSmart PC. Okay, just check Oh, in. and fame and fortune and the app being, you know, available all over the place. I mean, there's sure. lots of opportunity there. No, 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 I'm not. No, I'm just saying it's a little strange. That's all. Well, besides, if you, if you already get the, if you have the smaller TouchSmart, who, who doesn't want the bigger one? Of course. There you well, go. Well, and if you have the bigger one, who doesn't want two? <laughs> <laughs> now you're... Th- <laughs> I have two hands. <laughs> I like the way you think, Richard. Yes, the correct answer is always more. More is better. More is better. Nothing succeeds like excess. <laughs> uh, so, guys, could you talk about any next generation machines coming down the pipe? I mean, I'm, I'm, I love the 25 inch. Of course, I like the biggest one. Uh, I, I noticed that when you when you order it, it's not very customizable. It already comes with four gigs of RAM. It already comes with the big video card. Like, there's just not much to change on it. Are we? What What do the next generation machines look like? Um, so yes, I mean you know obviously just following the the PC technology curve, we will have uh, um, bigger, faster machines uh, over the next year or so. But I cannot get into specifics for for obvious reasons. But stay tuned, and uh, we've got a very interesting lineup for 2009. Awesome, more awesome indeed. All right, guys, thank you very much. Great product, and it's always good talking to you. Of course. So this is Mufi, and I had a, a a question. Maybe you know you guys can um, share some thoughts here. So as you can see, this is you know H, as HP, we are breaking new ground here um, in terms of not only the software and product, but also the way we are uh, sort of uh, reaching out to the community. And uh, I was just wondering if you guys have some feedback or insights in terms of, of what we could do differently or better going forward in terms of uh, getting this excitement going in the community. Well, let's throw that out to the sure. listeners. Uh, you know, they, they hear the show. We're going to publish it as quickly as possible. And send us your emails, .netrocks at franklins.net. We'll pass it on to the HP guys. You bet. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. Great stuff. Can't wait to get mine. <laughs> and we'll see you next time on .net Rocks. .NET Rocks is recorded and produced by Pwop Productions, providing professional audio, audio mastering, video, post-production, and podcasting services. Online at www.pwop.com. .NET Rocks is a production of Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter and offering custom on-site classes in Microsoft development technology with expert developers online at www.franklins.net. For more .NET Rocks episodes and to subscribe to the podcast feeds, go to our website at www.dotnetrocks.com.
Transmit a band by the MCs. 